Psalm chapters 143 and 142. Psalm chapter 143, verse 1. A Psalm of David. O Jehovah, hear my prayer. Give ear unto my supplications. In thy faithfulness answer me in thy righteousness. It's righteous and faithful for the Lord to answer our prayers. Now, that doesn't mean that we'll always get what we want, but he does give us some sort of answer because of his righteousness and faithfulness. 2. And enter not into judgment with thy servant, for no one living is justified before thee. David acknowledges that he cannot be justified before the Lord because he has sinned. Even if he's living righteously now, he's sinned in the past, so he'll never be justified based on the things that he has done. This is what a lot of people don't understand. They think that if they're good today, it covers over all the bad of yesterday, but it doesn't. Your sins can never be justified. They can only be forgiven. David is asking the Lord to have mercy and not judge him for his sins. He's asking for forgiveness. 3. For an enemy hath pursued my soul, and he hath bruised to the earth my life. He hath caused me to dwell in dark places as the days of old. Saul was chasing down David, and later on Absalom chased him as well, and David had to go in hiding both times. For you and I, the devil, chases us and he has bruised our soul at different times in our lives. 4. And my spirit in me is become feeble. Within me is my heart become desolate. We are fragile human beings. We get wounded very easily. That's why we have to crucify the flesh, because the flesh always holds on to its baggage. The only way to be healed is to deny yourself and take up your cross, and then you'll be healed because the righteousness of Jesus Christ in you has no baggage. Jesus doesn't carry baggage. Even though he suffered greatly, he doesn't have a chip on his shoulder, he doesn't have grudges, he doesn't have unforgiveness, he doesn't have a martyr complex, even though he was the ultimate martyr. He has no complex about it. But all of that baggage is in our flesh, so that's why we have to die to ourselves. And then Jesus is resurrected in us, and we're healed because Jesus is healed. Your flesh does not want to be healed because your flesh, which is your personal desires, are always in opposition of God's will. God's will is for us to be healed, and that's why the flesh doesn't want it. That's why the flesh clings to misery and mourning and sadness and grief and oppression, even hypochondria at times, or self-hate. The flesh wants to be sick, so we need Christ in us so that we can be healed. 5. I have remembered days of old. I have meditated on all thine acts. On the work of thy hand I muse. He thinks deeply about all of the miracles that the Lord has done, and this will help bring us out of any depression that we're in when we remember all of the blessings. There's been a lot of times where I was really enjoying feeling sorry for myself, and then the Holy Spirit reminded me of how many times I've been blessed, and then it was really hard to feel sorry for myself. 6. I have spread forth my hands unto thee. My soul is a weary land for thee, Selah. There is a metaphor of our soul being a land. We don't want our land to be desolate, and we don't want it to be riddled with demons either. 
We want the land of our soul to be full of Jesus Christ. 7. Haste, answer me, O Jehovah, my spirit hath been consumed, hide not thou. David is asking the Lord to meet with him and have a conversation with him. The Lord wants us to ask him for things. He really wants us to pray. If we don't talk to him, that's like taking him for granted. Yes, he knows everything that's on our mind already, and he knows what all of our needs are, but he wants a relationship with us for his own glory. The entire Bible shows us examples and tells us to pray. And Jesus spent more time praying than anybody else, and he is God. So if Jesus spent that much time praying to the Father, then certainly you and I should be spending as much time as possible praying to the Father as well, because we aren't better than Jesus. Thy face from me, or I have been compared with those going down to the pit. He says that if the Lord doesn't speak to him, then it's as bad as if he went to hell. Hell is complete and utter separation from the Lord. So it's a little bit hyperbole, but he's saying, if you don't talk to me while I'm alive, it's almost as bad as if I went to hell where you're definitely not going to talk to me. 8. Cause me to hear in the morning thy kindness, for in thee I have trusted. Cause me to know the way that I go, for unto thee I have lifted up my soul. He wants to get instruction from the Lord on where to go. Now what is the Lord's kindness? Some people think it's a luxury vehicle. No, his kindness is so many greater things. It's forgiveness, the fruit of the Spirit, mercy, the physical provisions that we have on earth like water and food, shelter, the weather, and just making it through the day safely. If you're happy to be alive, you understand the kindness of God. 9. Deliver me from mine enemies, O Jehovah. Near thee I am covered. We need to cling close to the Lord, and that way he covers us with his protective wing against the enemy who is Satan. Now, if you don't think Satan attacks Christians, he attacked Jesus. When Jesus had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, Satan came and presented himself to Jesus. He had the audacity and the arrogance to tempt the Son of God. And if Satan has the arrogance to tempt God himself, don't you think that he would certainly be tempting you and I? Yes, he does. He attacks us a lot because there's no way that he respects us more than he respects Jesus. 10. Teach me to do thy good pleasure, for thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me into a land of uprightness. The land of uprightness should be our own soul in Jesus Christ. Also, we want to go to the eternal land of righteousness, which is heaven, God's home. David wanted to be taught by the Lord how to please him. Just like any servant gets pleasure knowing that they're helping their master out. That's your reward when you're a servant. 11. For thy name's sake, O Jehovah, thou dost quicken me. In thy righteousness thou bringest out from distress my soul. The reason the Lord saves us, the reason he gives us life, is to glorify himself. So we can always pray, Lord, let this person receive salvation for your glory. Forgive me for your glory. 12. And in thy kindness cut off mine enemies, and haste destroyed all the adversaries of my soul, for I am thy servant. 
Yes, Lord, please destroy Satan and all of his demons in haste. We do hope that Judgment Day will come quickly. This world is very exhausting, and it will be great when Judgment Day occurs. The only downside is on that day, nobody will have an opportunity to repent anymore. So we need to share the gospel with people now so that they can repent. And that concludes Psalm chapter 143. Psalm chapter 144, verse 1, by David. Blessed is Jehovah my rock, who is teaching my hands for war, my fingers for battle. This song is written by King David, and we have to read it on a spiritual level as well as a practical level. David is saying that it is the Lord who taught him how to fight battles, and he had to fight many battles against the pagans to get them out of the land of Israel. But for you and I, we are fighting battles against Satan and his demons, not only for our own selves, but also for other people who we're praying for and who we want to be saved. We pray on their behalf as well, and that's called intercessory prayer. We need hands that are fit for battle. This is a metaphor for having the character of Jesus Christ so that we can fight in the faith. Sometimes the charismatic ministries add so many formulas and sayings and incantations and false theology to spiritual prayer. We just need to be careful that we aren't making up extra stuff that isn't in the Bible. Some charismatic ministries have great faith and great zeal, which is awesome, but they also have a tendency to ad lib from the scripture and to create doctrine that was never written into the scripture. We don't have to do all of the gyrations and incantations that a lot of the charismatics do. We just need to pray in faith and believe, and then the Lord will defeat those demons and those enemies. 2. My kind one and my bulwark, my tower and my deliverer, my shield and in whom I have trusted, who is subduing my people under me. The kingdom of King David was subdued not by King David's power, but by the Lord's power, and by the Lord's kindness, protection, and deliverance. David gave the Lord full credit for that. 3. Jehovah, what is man that thou knowest him, son of man that thou esteemest him? This is a question often asked in the Bible. In modern Christian songs, they make a big deal about how much God loves us, as if we are something great in and of ourselves. But the Bible says, why does God love us? What is there special about us? Because really there isn't. We aren't any more special than the animals and the plants. But he chose to make us in his image by giving us spirits. Animals have souls but they don't have spirits. And your spirit is what enables you to know right from wrong. And that's what enables you to pray to the Lord and know him. For some unknown reason, he chose to give us spirits and we don't deserve that honor to be created in his image. The fact that God loves us doesn't really say anything good about us. It says a lot good about him and his graciousness. For man to vanity hath been like, his days are as a shadow passing by. David is saying, we die so quickly, we're not alive for very long. 
And this is one argument in favor of the question, why would God honor us by creating us in his image? 5. Jehovah, incline thy heavens and come down, strike against mountains and they smoke. 6. Send forth lightning and scatter them, send forth thine arrows and trouble them. 7. Send forth thy hand from on high, free me and deliver me from many waters and from the hand of sons of a stranger. David is telling the Lord to do everything that the Lord always does, which is speak in lightning and thunder, bring heaven down to earth by bringing himself to earth to help man, and striking mountains, which is what he did at Mount Horeb and Mount Sinai. And he says, deliver me from many waters and the sons of a stranger. This means deliver me from pagan nations, because water represents many people or nations. And stranger in the Bible always means foreigners. 8. Because their mouth hath spoken vanity, and their right hand is a right hand of falsehood. Their right hand, so that's their sons and their strength, speak vanity and falsehood because they don't honor the Lord. They're pagans. The demons are the same way. They also speak in vanity. Everything that demons say is a lie, and it's to glorify themselves, but they don't deserve any glory. 9. O God, a new song I sing to thee. On a psaltery of ten strings I sing praise to thee. A psaltery is a handheld musical instrument that has strings, and he was playing on a psaltery of ten strings. There were other psalteries that had less strings, but a ten-stringed psaltery is nicer than one with less strings. So it's a really nice instrument that David loved to use. And he is singing a new song to the Lord because the Lord deserves a new song, just as Psalm chapter 33 verse 3 told us. 10. Who is giving deliverance to kings? Who is freeing David his servant from the sword of evil? This who is referring to the Lord. It's saying that he is delivering kings and King David. Any king that gets help, they're getting their help from the Lord, even if they're evil. If they get help, it's because it's the Lord's will and it's part of his great plan. 11. Free me and deliver me from the hand of sons of a stranger, because their mouth hath spoken vanity and their right hand is a right hand of falsehood. That's a repeat of verse 8, so it must be the chorus. 12. Because our sons are as plants, becoming great in their youth, our daughters are hewn stones, polished, the likeness of a palace. This is metaphor. It's comparing the sons of Israel to beautiful, blooming plants, and it's comparing the daughters of Israel to beautiful, polished stone. They're solid. 13. Our gardeners are full, bringing out from kind to kind. Our flocks are bringing forth thousands, ten thousands in our outplaces. King David says that Israel is flourishing. Both the animals and the plants are multiplying prolifically because of the grace and glory of God. 14. Our oxen are carrying. There is no breach. That means there's no miscarried animals or stillbirths. And there is no outgoing, and there is no crying in our broad places. A broad place is a place of safety in the city, and it could also be a central location in the city. And it says that the people are not crying out in pain. So in other words, they're not getting attacked. 
foreigners are not coming into this city raping and pillaging. 15. Oh, the happiness of the people that is thus. Oh, the happiness of the people whose God is Jehovah. In this song, he's praising the Lord because the Lord is protecting Israel and causing it to prosper. And nobody is attacking Israel at the time that David wrote this song. This must have been mid-early in his reign because shortly after he had wiped out some pagan kings, there was peace in Israel for a while. And that concludes Psalm chapter 144.